transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Prepare to have your bones chilled and your hairs raised. It's the Whack Arnold's Brothers Podcast. Welcome home. I want to go to Perkins. My favorite server's working in the salad as gherkins. I want to go to Perkins. Please don't be hasty because the pies are tasty. I want to go to Perkins. Appetizer combo. We can dance the mambo. And I want to go to Perkins where the deals are flowing. And I know you know it. Perkins. Just have to have a, have to have a minute to do it. Uh, which means what episode number is this then? 85. So we're recording this on May 14th. Um, we are five days away from our two year anniversary. Um, obviously the, you know, the, we had the pilot episode on, um, rest in peace, local yokels. I feel like I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, Local Yokos episode 12 was the pilot episode, but our first episode was The Dentist, May 19th, 2021. Um, Dang, oh man. I also noticed that in the first year we recorded 50 episodes. This last year we only recorded 35, so the output went down a little bit, but maybe it'll balance out with the third year and, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah we're, if I ever end up having more time on my hands to do nothing but work on podcasts, I feel like uh, it'll it'll happen. But we're still churning them out. I feel like we uh, still record more podcasts than a lot of people do. It's kind of kind of a wild thing if you think about it. Some people don't sh- like weekly outputs are one thing, monthly outputs are another thing. Like I think we you see a lot of people do more monthlies or like bi-monthly, which is kind of crazy. I guess that's true. Yeah. I yeah. guess that's true. Yeah. But, Either way, we're getting closer to 100 and that's, you know, it 15 away now. That's the big goal, so man only uh only two other uh, old heart radio shows have hit that hit that milestone Soon which one be three coffee and contemplation and uh the matinee edition so which when was the last time you guys did that a very long time and actually i feel very guilty lucas hit me up a while ago and i just have been so fucking preoccupied that i haven't really even like thought about adding more back onto my plate and I need to get back to him. <sighs> Lucas, if you're listening, uh, I'll hit you up soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys, you know, we're the lot like the longest running show for um, a while. Yeah, we hit triples, and but uh, I mean, co- but Coffee and Contemplation is the one that has the most episodes overall. I guess that one's kind of easier though, because you could just sit down whenever you want you know it's just a solo episode solo show so you know you could sit down what yeah. you know one day record a 10 minute episode maybe next week an hour you know it's yeah. kind of more free range i guess you could say but yeah i've definitely uh had to cool down some of some of each each show it seems like but uh yeah i actually miss doing coffee and contemplation i haven't done one in many many moons and um Mm. i mean like it's 
I've probably said it before, but that that show started off in such a manic place. Like it was literally like like I'm gonna do one every fucking day. And I did that for at least a year. Where I woke Dude. up at before like you know, I woke up at like five every morning uh or tried my best to wake up at five every morning i would like literally make my make my first cup of coffee or go get one somewhere that was open and then go right to sitting down and recording like pre-shower pre like anything it was like i'm recording a fucking episode and that's why i think some of them were just like i don't even know like i, I don't even know what i fucking said in them i don't know what it, like you know they were just like a <laughs> fucking blur of like i don't know just getting them up but that actually right. set set the routine of recording like podcasts and, and like kind of like in my uh kind of life schedule i think you know it's sort of just like solidified i'm making kind of like what we're talking about with schoolwork i'm just i'm making time for it <laughs> right other things do get sacrificed for podcasts quite often and uh though Though listeners don't um, may understand it, but people who don't listen don't understand. It's like it's uh, I don't know. These are these are ways to hang out with friends. These are ways to have some fun and still kind of feel like we're putting out some sort of creative outlet for right. ourselves. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I think that's kind of one of the great things that will ultimately always come from this whole old heart radio experience absolutely absolutely and hopefully some sweet perkins money yeah so, yeah you know yeah. uh yeah i can't wait for that to start rolling in whenever that first perkins check drops i'm gonna spend it right at perkins yeah yeah so i was thinking <laughs> i was thinking once we once the, you know we've spent some time cultivating this uh perkins sponsorship um i've got my eye um on our next uh, 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 endeavor, and it should be uh, um, the other day. I drive. I was driving by, um, and stopped. I don't know why I stopped. I stopped to. I think it was like read a text message or something. And when I looked up, um, I noticed that I was in the skipper's parking lot. Oh, and skippers, the, man! And the manager came out, and you know, we got to talking and. I'm sort of putting the uh, planting the seeds for that I skippers yeah, partnership. Yeah. Oh boy, matey, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I remember oh there's a, there a skippers in Wenatchee for a really long time. I haven't seen a skippers in god dang, I don't even know how long. Dude, when it comes to fast food, fish is the last, like. <laughs> I rarely eat fish, but if I'm gonna eat fish, it's gonna be somewhere nice. It's not gonna be, you know, <laughs> it's skippers. Yeah, or Long John. I remember yeah. Long John Silver's was popular for like the longest time. I don't understand it. Long John Silver's. Long Johns. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, uh, I don't get it. Yeah, well, Whack Arnold Brothers' uh, recommendation: Don't eat fast food seafood right so <laughs> but yeah uh, but you can go to red lobster and get uh some of those sweet cheesy biscuits is red lobster i mean red lobster is kind of a sit-down place like yeah, it's not like it's not like the classiest of places but no, it's no, no skippers no 
I'm not really a fan of Red Lobster either, but those biscuits, to borrow a phrase from um, the generation below us, they do slap. So oh, yeah, dude. Those yeah. Cheddar Bay biscuits are good. Yeah, they're fucking ridiculous. Uh, I used to live with somebody who worked at a Red Lobster, and they would bring home the extra Cheddar Bay biscuits Ooh. at the end of the day. They were a hot commodity in the household. Interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. But, uh, yes, so uh, episode 85, we're talking about a 1988 movie called Primal Rage. Yeah, not, not associated. Con- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both, <laughs> we're both on it. Uh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say not to be associated with the video game series, which I, not I at have- all very like vague memories of playing i don't even know prime it was probably like a primal rage like arcade game or something that i remember because that was like that was the game where you could pit you, you fought as like a giant ape or like a uh i don't know like a fucking it's ba- not di- it was mainly <laughs> dinosaurs dinos yeah the dinosaurs uh, yeah yeah so anyway not about that's not what this movie's about although there isn't there is a a, a baboon a baboon uh, yeah in this movie um, yeah i uh j- you know when i first watched this movie a couple of months ago judging by the title um in the in the in the description i thought it was going to be um a movie similar to shockma where mm. there's just a rabid baboon running around causing havoc so it was a, actually quite a nice surprise um when the monkey is just like a very small role but is the cause of everything that that comes from it you know what i'm saying um yeah for sure movie's a lot of fun it's a i mean it is it's a surprisingly kind of like you said sort of fun movie um the music in it is fucking kicking uh, oh my it, god it, it's just like it just it just it were like there's there's a lot of things about this that kind of remind me of like italian horror movies in a way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um including the use of music where it's just like something happens and then this like fucking kicking ass rock beat comes in it's like you know it just moves the scene along and you're yeah i mean it is a it is an italian american co-production so oh okay that makes sense uh but yeah, yeah. it's got a bunch of people that have that I've never really seen before. Don't really recognize. Um, apparently, um, her name's uh, Cheryl Arut. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but the uh, actress that plays Lauren, um, she went on to become a uh, like a clinical and a forensic uh, psychologist, and she is like worked with Dr. Drew. So it just seems like quite the career change to go from horror movie actress to psychologist but uh yeah maybe this was just something that paid the bills also uh i guess so also the character that plays etheridge has one of the most ridiculous and unnecessary ponytails of all time Um, oh my god dude like i yeah that little rink-a-dink thing at the butt at the the base of his fucking skull there i was just like what is even the point like what is what is this little little nub it reminded me of when um and I still don't understand why they were popular, but uh, it reminded me of when man buns were popular a couple years ago. Um, and there would be guys that would have actually like a legitimate amount of hair to have a man bun. Mm-hmm. And then there'd be those guys that 
you know, would like try to force one and it just looked fucking horrendous. That's what it reminds me of. My favorite is the is the dudes who at like like have like the sides of their heads shaved but just keep the hair on top and yeah that's what they do they they put like this little like half inch fucking bun in their hair like it's like it's like what the fuck are you even doing like how do you look in the mirror and be like yeah somebody's gonna dig this today (laughs) (laughs) nah you fucking wank like and and this is coming from somebody who has long hair like my hair Mm -hmm. my hair officially is going past my belly button now like you could like I I'm not saying you should it, but you could, you know, you could have a man bun and actually like warrant the need to have a man bun. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll do one every now and then if it's like a fucking hot, like that's kind of right. my thing. If it's really hot, I'll, I'll put my hair up. Uh, a lot of times uh, otherwise have, it's full. What? How long have you been growing it out for? Uh, I mean, more or less probably like close to eight years at this point. And I've, I mean, like I've cut it back at least three times maybe four you know like back to like my shoulders so which you I think you'll pro- keep it that way like for the rest of your life or I just mean, vibing vibing with it for now yeah until it really bothers me i feel like yeah i don't know i'll just let it keep growing because yeah. i've never had my hair that long the longest i've had it is like almost the shoulder length but it's it is a lot of uh a lot well, of extra care and work you know yeah so that is kind of the problem about it i want like yesterday i had a dedicated i like i have like a shower specifically like that i'll i'll take a shower just to wash my hair you know what i mean like yeah it it takes a fucking while gotta brush it all out but you know you gotta keep it looking beautiful all right no absolutely keep it keep it silken and soft you have luscious locks so you might as well you know, we're not going to have hair forever, so you might as well enjoy it while you can. My hair is as fine as a baboon's. All right. <laughs> All right. Speaking of baboons, let's get to the movie. <laughs> so that song that I I don't know why I already forgot it because I just rewatched this last night. Um, but there there's the song that's in the opening. It's the same song that's played during the uh um, party scene and it's the same song that's played at the end credits and it's a real real cheesy um product of its time type song uh real oh, upbeat yeah. corny yeah it gave me uh gave me uh fall break vibes oh for sure we're going <laughs> on a fall, fall break, break. <laughs> dude that's like Classic. the ultimate uh, oh it's yeah. the best yeah definitely and that's what i mean like some of the music kind of gave me that that sort of like that that vibe and i always think it's it's kind of just i don't know it's, it adds to it adds to the fun for sure <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah but uh yeah like you basically like the whole uh kind of opening sequence is like this montage of of who you later find out uh is uh not is it, that's Duffy? Uh, he's just cruising around on his moped. Sam, he's the main character. He's like the main character. Oh, Duffy's Sam. the other Sam guy. Duffy's Nash. the, the Gonzo yeah. guy. Um, 
yeah so yeah sam's just kind of cruising around on his moped taking photos of all these different events that are going on around the the college it seems like in other places but he's a very busy day on the college campus there's like a bunch of fucking random people playing tug of war in the park like who the fuck have you ever seen just like a group of people playing tug of war in a public park no no yeah hey get all guys we're getting all 20 of us together we're gonna go play some fucking tug of war for three hours <laughs> like, yeah, it's fuck. not a natural thing. He like visits Nash visits a uh, uh, something that's called African Festivities, nineteen eighty eight. That was uh, pretty cool, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I have no idea what was even going on in that sequence. But then he rolls up mm-hmm. on a scene um, involving oh, uh, Lauren. Uh, not Lauren Depp. Is that oh Lauren. yeah, Lauren's the curly haired one. Okay. So it's you and a, names, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's just it is what it is. Uh, that, um, but he rolls up because she's getting her car towed. Yes. And you know the classics. You know, I feel like people, the most people have been there at some point in time, either getting a ticket or getting a tow. Where you're like, come on, like cut me a break. I was just in here for like, you know, uh, like a minute. Okay. But however much Lauren pleads, she's not getting anywhere with the tow guy. But what no. is like? But Sam rolls up, and what does he? Oh do? my god, he's like ultimate Captain Savaho in this moment. He like rolls up, like assesses the situation, takes a picture of the tow truck in the car, and then walks up to um, the guy that's towing the car, uh, and in a very once again. Um, product of its time type type uh word um he's like listen up numb nuts dude. this car isn't ticketed you're you know uh, uh it's illegal to tow an unticketed car so unless you get this car down in 10 seconds uh you know we're gonna have you for grand theft auto and your picture's gonna be on the front page and like you know um dude What's the word I'm looking? Threatens him to like take a picture, and so he, the guy, relents. You know, releases the car, and uh, I wanted to look that up. I wonder if that's true at some point. Like, if you does a car have to be ticketed to be towed? It's, it sounds good. It sounds legit. Yeah, I mean, I would I would fucking hope so. Otherwise, they could just go around towing whatever the fuck, right? Like, I suppose the only way they could probably tow an unticketed car as if it was like a repossession type situation yeah or i guess maybe uh if it was on like private property or something or parked by a fire hydrant yeah anyway anyway so what it wasn't but either way so yeah sam rolls in and fucking saves the day out of nowhere and you think like at first i was like okay maybe these two actually know each other a little bit but then like before he buzzes off on his fucking moped he like (laughs) that's when they introduce themselves to each other and i was like so this is just some random fucking lady he rolled up on in this situation i mean not that it was bad he helped out uh that's a hell of a way to like impress a chick though you know what i mean like I just saved you multiple hundreds of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Take yeah, that shit I, to Perkins and go on a date, man. Yeah, they should have. She should have hopped on the back of that moped, and you know, dude, it was '88. Uh, you know, Perkins was around, definitely around. Absolutely. Then. I no mean, it, you know, 
it had you know it had evolved from the uh perkins pancake house at that point but yeah perkins was still around so that's right they were serving they were serving like lunch entrees at that point <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> pretty impressive so then we we you know uh you know when you're watching the movie at first you're kind of curious like is his hobby like what's what's up with the photography aspect but we learned that he works for the school newspaper um because we're introduced to like the newspaper uh, uh, room and there's three very angry women in there that are looking for Duffy. Um, one of them mentions that when we find him, we're going to rip his balls off. They leave and Duffy pops up from his desk and we learn that these females are angry at Duffy. He refers to them as stud baggers. And this is really interesting because I guarantee as dirty as this sounds, this was a real thing at some point. Um, you know, college recruiting uh, uh, throughout history, you know, they've been known to have all sorts of dubious methods for recruiting players. Mm. But we learned that he wrote an article about these three stud baggers uh, that are, quote unquote, bimbos that coaches use to recruit the blue chip jock straps. His words, not mine. So. <laughs> Damn, Duffy laying out the truth. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's true. He even like, he has a joke where he he says like, "Yeah, they're they're all getting a minor in solicitation or something." <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so you know, like, yeah, Nash and him kind of have this quick back and forth where you know Duffy kind of points out, uh, you know, like, "Hey, Nash, have you got have you?" gone over to the to the lab to check out what this doctor's doing with these monkeys he refers to them as monkey humping or something like that Mon like, yeah mo yeah monkey have you got the goods on the monkey abuser and then yeah he calls him a monkey uh, humper at one point yeah that's right and and so then it transitions into this like the lab this scientific lab scenario uh, scene where <laughs> you know uh this this doctor who is you know you find out it's dr etheridge uh he's strapping in this baboon to this like you know chair it's in this like glass case like yeah. case and uh they're prepping the baboon to inject him with something and and oh my god dude like sometimes and we were joking about it earlier but but it is kind of just like distracting in, in a lot of ways etheridge's hair i keep laughing at it every time he like turns you know but um yeah it's so, so ridiculous you know he, he's the man in charge and he's he, uh, kind of overseeing the whole project and but when they inject the baboon with something it's like this like i don't know experimental serum or whatever the fuck they're working yeah. on it's uh, it's He's trying to uh, he's trying to create a serum that can revitalize brain cells. Um, mm. Yeah, and uh, we also have Mr. Oakley, who um, in a scene here in a second, we learn that he works for whatever company is funding this research. But back to what you were saying. Oh, uh, it just it doesn't seem to go as as planned. The baboon has a, we'll say, an adverse reaction to it. Yeah, it kind of freaks out a bit. It's um, also very clearly like a, um, very clearly not a real baboon. Oh, no. you can tell it's like a. Um, uh, this is obviously you know before CGI, thank God, um, and it is a really convincing looking 
you know, practical effect uh, dummy baboon, but you can tell um, at certain parts that it's not a real uh, baboon. So, you know, once again, there was no animals harmed during the filming of uh, <laughs> Primal Rage. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, the uh, like you said, it does not go according to plan. This leads um, Etheridge and uh, Oakley into a conversation where Oakley is threatening to cut funding. Um, he has a hilarious line here that is going to once again um, elicit a uh, callback to um, Slumber Party Massacre 2. He says, we don't fund pie in the sky. We fund results. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Okay. Pie in the sky. Oh, All I dude. want is my pie in the sky. <laughs> so Etheridge pleads for um three more months and he's told he has sixty days. So He's on a now. He's on a deadline, essentially. Yeah, gotta gotta get that serum up uh, up to snuff, man. Otherwise, the government ain't gonna pay you no more. Right. Uh, but you know, as Mister Oakley departs their conversation after they agree on a little more time, uh, up rolls Nash on his fucking moped. Okay, and he has just this really odd conversation with Doctor Etheridge, where he basically asked, you know, he asked Doctor Etheridge if he can interview him. You know, I want to sit down with you. I don't want to talk. Da, da, da. And Etheridge just gets like he immediately starts. He's like because he was like looking at some notes and stuff. He closes up his notebook and just gets in the car. And like he says, thank you. Like, at, yeah, like 10 fucking times. I swear. He's just like all Etheridge is saying to everything Nash is like throwing at him. He's just like, thank you. Thank you. I'm very Thank preoccupied you. right now. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just like in this really awkward way, just gets in his car and just drives off, leaving Nash there. Yeah. Yeah. He's denied the, uh, he's once again, you know, denied an interview. Yeah. Maybe this, this is the first time we see it on camera, but like you said, you know, when him and Duffy are talking, it's alluded to that, um, Sam isn't doesn't take a very aggressive approach when it comes to getting this story. So, uh, uh, not as aggressive as as Duffy would like. That's for fucking sure. Right. Ooh. Uh. You know. Uh. As always, you know. Just uh, I just find myself cruising around the Perkins uh, website. Okay. And, uh, I just stumbled upon the fact. So you know, we were talking about seafood earlier. Perkins serves. Yeah a jumbo shrimp dinner with including hmm. six crispy fried jumbo shrimp <laughs> served with cocktail sauce and your choice of two dinner sides oh wow yeah yeah wow indeed that is and it's only for it's only 15.99 that's a screaming deal screaming man that's a perkins deal right there okay yeah, yeah. damn dude like All the like the perks the... and the perkins like the theme song says, you know, um, they've got deals. You know what I mean? That's uh, <laughs> Dude. I, I, I would recommend if you get that uh, meal that uh, you would also get a salad with the gherkins because uh, that's just the <laughs> a good one two punch. Yeah, see, this is going to get this is a little bit in the weeds, but uh, at work today, we were fucking slammed. We had such an awesome day. Um, 
but in the middle of like all this busyness somebody placed a to-go order on over the app and the name that was attached to the order was ray gherkins (laughs) 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 like i thought it was strange that ray was spelled like r-a-e or something like that but like we were just cracking jokes about it as we were making drinks and like getting things done we're just like yeah dude like we're you know fucking ray gherkins over here i wonder what his like favorite pickle is and like shit like that (laughs) and then it turned out that the person that ordered the drink was like standing by the bar the entire time while we were making no way oh my god and it was like a little like teenage girl (laughs) that's hilarious but I was like, I was like, dude, we've never, I've just never seen the last name Gherkin. Gherkin, yeah, no, <laughs> never in my life. No, that's uh, good. That's funny yeah. though. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so you know, uh, okay. But this is the real question. So the, before we get back to the movie, the other option that you have, uh, there's a couple of uh, seafood options, but one of the other ones that sounds pretty tantalizing is the uh, the grilled fish and shrimp plate. Ah. Yeah. So my question is, would you prefer to have six deep fried jumbo shrimp or would you prefer a grilled fish and shrimp plate? Hmm. So, like the shrimp is uh, drizzled with garlic butter. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it just says it's a white fish fillet, so whatever that means. Tilapia. It's probably tilapia. It's probably tilapia. Awesome. Slap you with some tilapia, dude. I think I'll go with the uh, six shrimp combo. God dang, dude. That, that's what I was going to pick, too. All right. We're still on the Perkins path, man. Yes, uh, yes. So another screaming deal from Perkins. If you get the grilled fish and shrimp, it's only sixteen forty nine. So that's That is another screaming deal. You can't go wrong. No. Uh but okay so so where do we pick up in the movie here after nash has kind of denied the interview so then we get introduced to uh debbie um who is a lauren like lauren comes home and notices someone um and i'm not sure if she lives in a dorm or if it's an apartment uh complex on the school that it like doubles as a dorm or what it is i'm just gonna call it her dorm room she comes home to her dorm room to see another girl going through her clothes and we learn that this is debbie um and when lauren asks her why she you know is starting so late in the semester we get like she kind of drops a bomb on her and doesn't really have any bearing over the rest of the movie but we learn that um debbie tells lauren the reason she's late in the semester is because she was pregnant and had an abortion so um it's kind of a heavy bomb to drop, but that's what happens. Then we follow up with uh, Sam and Duffy, who are at the local watering hole, um, which they're drinking. So I don't know if this is obviously set in America. Um, so they must be over 21. I don't know if they're like juniors or seniors or what in college. Mm-hmm. They're old enough to drink. So they're having some beers. And. Um, there's kind of two things going on. There's a really drunk guy that's like lingers up to their conversation and is really obnoxious, but they're talking about, um, Duffy's trying to urge Sam into sneaking into the lab with him. Um, so he can get to the bottom of what's going on in the lab. Yeah. Duffy's really pushing it. I mean, he's like you said, he's just basically like, let's just break in and see what we find, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
they do have like you said the, the kind of drunk guy that that sits down next to him gets uh kind of annoying he duffy even you know literally tells him to fuck off at one point yeah rightfully um, so you know uh but uh one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is actually in this scene where nash tells duffy you only see one color shit brown (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah to get so so the the drunk guy on the uh, continues to annoy them to the point where duffy then pulls out some uh some clear eyes uh or you know eye drops or whatever and he like pops a few of those in the dude's beer when he's not looking yeah this uh yeah that that does fuck you up uh so this does make the guy kind of get sick and he leaves and that's when duffy gets convinces nash to let him borrow his camera so he can just go into the break into the lab and figure out what the fuck's going yep. on yeah yep he, he he tries to plead with sam but sam's not having it and so yeah he decides to go alone and that's where we follow up with next we uh Long story short, um, you know, Duffy sort of waits for a security guy to leave the building. He breaks in uh, and uh, he he sees that glass box that the monkey was previously tied up in. Um, while he's taking a picture of it, he bumps back into a table where that the baboon is in a cage Um and he takes a picture of the baboon, which angers the baboon. Um, and you would think, like, okay, like, I don't want to anger this baboon anymore. I should probably leave it alone. But he take, he snaps a couple more pictures. Yeah. Flash on which, and everything. Yeah. Pretty fucking stupid. Um, but I guess, you know, you would just assume that this is like... A, a regular baboon maybe i don't know he obviously doesn't realize like and us as a viewer we're not really too sure as to what was pumped into the baboon and we don't really learn either aside from um a little later in the movie etheridge mentions that it was some sort of uh, uh i believe he refers to it as a nutrient but uh We'll get to that when we get to it. Long story short, he continues to take pictures of the baboon. The baboon fucking out of nowhere busts out of the cage, um, scra- scratches and bites uh, Duffy on the arm, and then jumps through a nearby glass window, escaping the lab and setting the alarm off. So Yeah, dude. The, the shot of it jumping through the window is so fucking great. But... What's even better is you you follow up with that where he's like, oh my god, the baboon's like running like a like a fucking maniac through this parking lot. It it runs to the street and like at this point, you know, because you said the alarm's been going off in the lab. Uh, presumably, it's alerted the authorities and they come flying around. These officers come flying around this corner in a, a squad car, and the baboon runs into the middle of the street and <laughs> as and it sees the car kind of coming on, and at one point even raises its arms like it's like stop stop you know uh and the squad car just hits it full on and you have this shot of the baboon flying into the windshield that was <laughs> it's ma- it made me laugh multiple times like it's hilarious <laughs> it's just like oh my god 
pretty but, brutal way for the baboon to go absolutely for real uh but this is like that like what threw me so like you i was like okay baboon movie the baboons gotta be like raging around for for at least a bit in this movie it literally dies right here and like boom no more bad no more crazed baboon in the movie yeah. from for the rest of the fucking ride yeah uh, i thought it was a huge gonna be a big pivotal part of the movie you know yeah um so you know like uh the authorities seem to call uh dr etheridge he shows up confirms that the you know the bat you confirm that the baboon's dead in this scene and um does he i can't remember does etheridge try to take the baboon's body or anything like that no he just mentions how this is going to set him back weeks you know, uh, yes. he, he, he seems to be more preoccupied with his timeline than, you know, because he does touch them. You know, he does touch the baboon to make sure that it is dead. Um, but no, he does not take it with him. Mm. Well, uh, but then uh, so kind of off this cuff, you don't you kind of follow up with a classroom scene involving Debbie and Lauren? Yeah, Debbie and Lauren are there. We also get introduced to... Um, two very minor characters that come into play later uh um, kimberly and professor jenkins um he's asking the class to uh there's like a question on the board about i want to know the total numbers of sides and diagonals on this hexagon um lauren only knows the sides, so she doesn't get the question right kimberly is asked and she's sort of like 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 hikes her legs up on her skirt to sort of flirt with the professor and we learn why later um and then debbie gets the question right and sort of from here we see them walking together um and debbie tells lauren that her iq is 184 <laughs> like, damn. oh my god dude yeah and like like she has this line where she you know she kind of says like like you know guys don't go for girls and glasses that's why i don't like <laughs> look like i'm smart or something it was like this weird like it was kind of weird gave me some uh some she, uh, she's all that vibes where you know oh, it's like, okay. yeah, just just take Classic. off the glasses and all of a sudden you're a, you're beautiful <laughs> uh, but this is where you run into three oh, goons okay oh that, that's that's putting it mildly yeah uh three like college rapists we'll say yeah that's the <laughs> nicest way of putting it they're date rapists essentially um love joe it's kind of we don't really <laughs> we only hear one of their names but their names are lovejoy Chaz, and brian and lovejoy's <laughs> sort of the ringleader um and we get two really cringeworthy quotes here um <laughs> the first one is uh lovejoy talking about the new crop of prime freshman titties as he puts it. <laughs> oh my god i forgot about that and then brian goes yeah we need some fresh party meat <laughs> oh my god some fresh party meat <laughs> Jesus. They are the worst. They're fucking um, terrible. But uh, 
Yeah, cause, uh, Lovejoy is he goes up to the to the girls and like you know pretends like he's taking a survey and starts asking them like you know uh, kind of creepy questions and that kind of that's when once again Nash you know uh, save the day Sam yeah yeah save the day (laughs) Sam over here he just happens to catch what's going on and rolls up uh, mockingly says oh you've met you know the legendary lover Lovejoy or something like that (laughs) (laughs) and then you know he kind of calls him out on his bullshit where he's like has he asked you about your sexual fantasies yet you know da 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 panties you're wearing yeah yeah. yeah, and he pisses off Lovejoy, and you know, clearly, like they have a beef at, at the end of this scene. You know, Nash and Lovejoy. Yeah, yeah. He, he he tells Sam to stay out of my face, punk, and then walks off. Stay out of my face. Um, and this is when Sam tells the girls that. Uh, <laughs> this is when Sam tells the girls that him and his buddies are into group sex. Um, Lauren introduces Sam to Debbie. Debbie walks off. Uh, Sam offers to walk Lauren to class and she obliges. Um, and then it's like, you know, sometime later that night, um, he, Sam's out cruising on his moped again and he goes to Duffy's place. Um, and Duffy's place looks like super rundown. Oh, yeah, dude, um, it looks like shit. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, and Nash even has a line once, once Duffy lets him in where he's like, and so it just feels like a pretentious thing to say anyway but he's like it stinks like the pair of sewers in here jesus christ <laughs> you fucking loser <laughs> but uh yeah duffy don't look too hot in this scene he's like all wrapped up in a blanket uh although he's still smoking a stoke you know yeah. so he's maybe he's not feeling that bad maybe just some chills um and yeah, this is when like Nash basically convinces them to take a shower and go on this date with them. Double date, yeah. Double yeah. double date. I've set you up with Debbie, so, you know. With Debbie. So yeah. yeah. And uh, we... you know, this you also you see uh Duffy, you know, you see kind of his the wound on his arm and it's looking a little gnarlier. Yes it is. Yes yeah. it is. So it's but something... not the not the gnarliest it's going to look, but yes, it's very clear um that his physical state right now is due to the monkey bite um so yeah we sort of uh we get a real quick scene of etheridge in his lab um he gets a call from oakley and tells him that he's working on it and then we also see uh his assistant gives him um footage from the surveillance cameras and he pops it on and we see clear as day uh footage of duffy in the lab so this leads etheridge to pick up the phone and call campus police um and then we follow back up at that same bar uh that um sam and duffy were at earlier um and not only is the double date going on but we also see that uh the three super douches are there as well oh god yeah dude they they're like they're always together but they're giving each other high fives over pints of beer the bar like yeah there's a, there's a lot going the on yeah beer for the boys 
There's a lot going on at this bar, though. You know, all the young kids are bopping to that groovy music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, fucking Debbie, uh, Lauren, and Sam seem to be having a nice little dance. Uh, Duffy and uh, Deb are fucking sitting at a table. Although they they also look like they're they don't look like they're having the worst time with each other, right. but but definitely like. They're having that like get to know you conversation, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. This is, this is where he drops the line, um, "Gonzo journalism." I know. <laughs> I was like, as a as a big fan of Hunter Thompson, I found it really funny that there is a character in this movie that claims to be a Gonzo, gonzo journalist. journalist. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Dude, it's just such a random element to add to this character for some. Oh, you totally, know. totally. But yeah, he yeah. does kind of take a second and explain the, 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 you know, it's like in, you know, basically putting yourself in the story, like, you know, uh, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. But yeah, it was just so fucking random. I was like, what? Yeah, it was super random. Uh, but uh, so, you know, uh, Nash and Lauren kind of go back over to the table. And this is when the two guys nash and duffy then like leave to go use the restroom yep yep and one of the super douches lovejoy kind of sees this i think and goes like you know like i'll be right back you know like, or whatever. <laughs> 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 like lovejoy is making a move uh and then yeah you know you have this like scene where you know the, the guys are taking a piss uh duffy pretends like he turns and like he's gonna pee on you know on on sam fake out uh but you also see like when they hit the when they both like hit the the flush on the urinals like uh duffy kind of like ends up like clutching his arm a little bit like he's in pain you know so Mm -hmm. so you do see that that's still like becoming a bother um but when they get back to the table who's there well you know lojo's there and you know, it's made very apparent that he's a creep. Um, you know, the he, he, the girls are not interested in him whatsoever. They tell him to get lost, oh my God, um, but he doesn't he, want to hear it. That's when he says, "I'll get, I'll I'll lose my." He says something like, "I'll lose my face in those tits." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, like that ever worked? You know what yeah. I mean? Fuck <laughs> you, fucking creep. But we get an interesting scene where. Um, Duffy seems to exhibit like some strength. You know what I mean? Mm, he, yes. he seems to grab Lovejoy by the arm and twist it to the point where, you know, Lovejoy's wincing in pain. Um, and he gets, you know, he, he, it causes it, it causes, he causes Lovejoy to leave the scene and like leave them alone, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a brief moment. And you could tell he wanted to take it further, but, but he was, he, you know, I think, he reels uh, it back, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then after that, you kind of follow up. Um, you're with uh, De- uh, Lauren and Sam, and they are back at like Sam's again. It, it feels like it's a dorm room because the scene that they're in, they have two beds in yeah. this like space. Oh yeah, yep. it is. It is like Sam's Sam's roommate's never around. He's yeah. He, t- he talks about how he's always gambling. Yeah, he's a gambling nut. <laughs> oh that though it was funny because yeah they they uh lauren asked sam if he likes her uh very college thing to do you know 
do you like me? Um, she asks where his roommate <laughs> is, and, and Sam tells her that he's never here, and she replies with, good. And then they start. Good. So completely unrelated. And I'm going to try to make this story as least explicit as I, as I could, can. But when me and Ryan were um, living together and going to the falls, he was seeing this girl. Um, and when we were younger, um, Ryan had a way with women. Like there was always like multiple women that were like super interested in him. Yeah. Um, and he was hooking up with this girl one night um, and he uh, uh, finished into her mouth. And this is so ridiculous. He finishes into her mouth and she goes, Nice. Nice. That story still has me in stitches, bro. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, man. Oh my god, dude. But anyway, uh, so yeah. they, they they get to Mackin. Um we follow up with Debbie and Duffy. Um they take a seat next to a pool. Um have a brief conversation about what each of their parents do. And you can tell here that Duffy's like you know, starting to feel worse. You can tell he does he, he's very sweaty. Um but uh, long story short, they start kissing. Um, but Duffy gets a little too aggressive and ends up like not not like directly biting her on the neck, but his he, two... he, nip, he nips at her for sure. Yeah, yeah, he he nips at her. That's the way to put it. Um, she sort of uh, tells him that he's getting a little too aggressive, or he's being too rough, is what she says. But then she kisses him one more time before the scene cuts. Uh, away yeah well and like again so like Duffy throughout the scene also kind of has moments where he's wincing a little bit and you know kind of making like pain the noises you know you can tell he's trying to be cool Um, yeah but the next scene is you know him waiting at a uh, emergency room or whatever and you know like there's this great shot of of him he lifts his sleeve up to look at his wound while he's waiting in this room and it's just it's like throbbing and pulsing like his wound and it's just so grody oh i love it it's one of my favorite like practical effect uh Mm. uh uh type of scenes in any movie is the pulsating wound or the throbbing neck or you know yeah dude i it's it's a great shot, and then it's it's followed up by what can oh be described God. as fucking mayhem. So like, yeah. like Duffy, you know, gets really impatient. And is like, where the fuck are all the doctors? How come we're all just fucking waiting here? And another person in the waiting room is just sort of just like, hey man, like, what do you say? He's like, give it a break, bud. And <laughs> uh, and Duffy just freaks the fuck out. Like, gets up. 
starts like knocking shit over he's throwing chairs he fucking like at some point oh it's because there's a baseball player randomly sitting yeah. there who has a baseball bat underneath his chair and duffy just pulls it out and starts swinging it at like a fucking orderly in the hospital or yeah. whatever <laughs> like it's just crazed and like it does look like somebody is able to like inject him with something, you know, to like maybe they're good. They're trying to calm him down with drug, and so they get him, but it doesn't do shit. And no. Duffy continues to freak out, and then like bolts. And when he's outside, like I can't, like I remember. So he he goes like he goes outside a ways, but why? Like did he get like hit with? with something at some point in this scene or something because he like falls down and his face is like bloodied up yeah because he has like a um we don't see it but it looks like some sort of boil or something on the side of his forehead fucking oh. burst and blood oh. just comes spewing out gnarly like, holy shit yeah yeah dude uh and then you kind of have this quick uh scene where um you cut to like uh, like the gymnasium at the school or whatever. And uh, some administrators are walking around. They're talking about this upcoming dance that's going to be held there. And there's like some of the school reporters are there. Nash rolls up, of course, and, and asks a question. I can't remember what it's about. Oh, it's something about like, oh, yeah, they're, are you cracking down because of last year's drinking or something like that? <laughs> and yeah, like, you know, uh, but then he gets told about the situation presumably about the situation at the hospital yeah and you follow him to that to the hospital where he is able to kind of confirm that it like it was duffy that was involved in this this altercation or freak yep. out or whatever um and then i think from there don't you follow oh my well, god that real real quick etheridge is there too oh that's right reason. that's right and uh, uh, Sam tries to, um, you know, once again, uh, uh, you know, have a conversation or an interview with him, and he's shot down a second time. Um, but yeah, then. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Then you follow up the goon squad again, and they're fucking. It's not like it's not racquetball, it's something else. A squash. No, it's ra it's fucking... But they're in a racquetball uh, 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 room. But that's where like that's why I'm saying it's like it's like racquetball, but it's I think it's anyway they're playing like a douchey ball or something, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're basically like talking about how they're gonna, you know, Lovejoy wants to get fucking revenge on. Uh, I oh my can't god! It's just Duffy or or not, but like he's you know he has this line where he's like the sweetest thing and you know what the sweetest, the sweetest thing, in, thing life in life is, <laughs> and they thwacks the ball against the wall and revenge yeah <laughs> you know it's like yeah, <laughs> what the yeah he fuck? also talks about how he's gonna have the last laugh oh um, my god but yeah that line is sinister like jesus christ so fucking like there's nothing about nothing about these characters that you like uh no no i would hope not <laughs> yeah if, if if you liked any member of the goon squad then we cannot we cannot be friends, yeah, dear listeners. Uh, then you follow up with the girls again, mm -hmm. and uh, fucking 
Oh my god. Debbie. Uh, yeah, thank you. Debbie is just looking like gnarly. Like she's looking sick, basically. Yes. Like she looks like yes. she has maybe like the flu or something. And that's why Lauren kind of like before she leaves the apartment, you know, kind of grabs a blanket and tells her, you know, like, oh yeah, there is there, there's like a bug going around or some shit, shit like that. But you, you know, you also have these shots of the wound, the bite mark that Lauren mm -hmm. got. And so, you know, you're led to believe, obviously, something has been perhaps transmitted. transmitted yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, Lauren, Lauren thinks it's a hickey. She's like, did Duffy give you that hickey? Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lauren's the hickeys are embarrassing to have. Like, oh, uh, absolutely. Like, yeah. Okay. Somebody was sucking on my fucking neck last night. I get it. Everybody can see. Sure. <laughs> yeah, they are embarrassing. And especially like the older you get, you know, they're embarrassing. Yeah. Um, it's hard to be I in remember... your 30s and have a hickey. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> but I remember once um, getting a hickey. And I remember uh, uh, an ex of mine. Um, telling me the best way to get rid of a hickey is to uh put a spoon in the freezer um and put the cold spoon against your neck and it actually worked so oh hey but yeah fun little Super tidbit random. here yeah fun yeah you, you learn things listening to our podcast um yeah. uh really quick though that's including some of these sweet sweet perkins deals off the ah. menu okay so you know i've been really like craving a good breakfast lately and you know as one does yeah yeah let's not forget that perkins used to be uh, just a pancake house though True. they have they've expanded to other options on the menu their breakfast menu is no joke so you know i don't know where that where breakfast usually takes you but something that caught my eye right away was the triple egg dare all right hmm. So it's three eggs, three pieces of applewood smoked bacon, three sausage links, and I believe two made-from-scratch biscuits. Ah. Yeah. Uh, you know, another screaming fucking deal here. Sixteen forty-nine for for the triple egg daria. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. If you're feeling hungry, I think that might be a, a way to go. Or... You can go with the what's what's called the tremendous twelve, which is again Ooh. three eggs, but this time you have choice of crispy hash browns or breakfast potatoes, and four count them four buttermilk pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. All for all for another sixteen forty nine. So you know. These prices can't be beat for the type of the type of delectable foods you're you're putting into your into your body, as well as the in just delightful atmosphere, atmosphere that you get to enjoy yeah. at a Perkins restaurant. That's the reason I go. You know, yeah. see, I want to see my favorite server. You know, sometimes I just go to I go to Perkins and just get a water and sit there and hang yeah. out. You know, yeah. How about <laughs> right now? What is their going price for their uh, chicken fried steak right now? Oh yeah! Oh, the country, the country fried steak and eggs. That is, yeah. that is, it's gonna shock you. Another deal. Okay, so seventeen ninety nine can buy ah. you a lightly breaded steak, <laughs> topped with country style <laughs> cream gravy, and ah. served with 
two eggs on the side. Oh, you get Cook. eggs too? Yeah, okay. You, and you can choose how to how you want them cooked. Ah. Yeah. 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 You know me. Only, I, only classy I, I, places do that. I would get them over easy, mix them with the hash browns. You know. Ooh, there you go. That is the way to go. Get some over easy eggs. Crack those fucking yolks right onto your browns. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Only at, yes, only at Perkins. Yes, please. So <laughs> those are good deals, though, you know, Perkins, a place to eat. So, <laughs> uh, so you know, I love these Perkin facts, but um, and I hope there's more to come. But uh, back to the movie. So we get a real quick scene of um, Sam, you know, going to look for Duffy at his place again. Uh, he gets jump scared by a dog, um, but Duffy's not there, but we very, very, very quickly see what Duffy's up to. Um, he's looking even more worse for the wear at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, and he rips a fucking <laughs> sign out of the ground. <laughs> just, just brute strength. He just pulls on this metal fucking signs straight out of the I was like, Jesus oh my God. Christ. Yeah. Oh my God. And he hurls it at like the campus security or something like that, right? Like it's like a nearby because the campus security rolls up and they hear the sound of him bashing that sign into a car window. That's it. That's it. So now the campus police are on the prowl. Um you know, Duffy sort of sneaks into a nearby uh which we learn is the anthropology uh building um security guard comes in sort of looks around doesn't see anything but right as the security guard is going to leave what happens oh dude duffy pops up and like you said he's looking fucking gnarly now yeah and he assaults the officer and he like i mean he kills the dude basically but by like by like pushing him up against the wall and and he seems to like kind of like almost like palms strike him multiple times in the fucking head or no no what oh my god that's right it wasn't a palm strike i i was just laughing about this it's almost like the mandible claw like if only he would have put his fucking hand in the dude's mouth more but he like pushes the guy's chin up against the wall and like bashes his head multiple times not like you know taking the the, the guy out the officer out yeah and and then, and then you see him like swoop down and pick up the dude's gun that he dropped and he bolts. Yeah. And, you know, the, the second security officer uh, rolls in and finds his partner on the ground and Duffy nowhere to be found. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Show, yeah. That, you know, showing some of that Michael Myers esque strength. Yeah. But yeah, he, he's almost starting to look kind of like zombified at this point. Um, yeah. He does not look good. Uh, no. Another, th- you know, thing about this movie that I haven't seen in a long time is, is what happens next. Is we see Sam work, you know, he's a photographer. He's working in a dark room, and that's something I have mm. not seen in a long time. And it, it really just, you know, with how far technology's come, I, I wonder if, you know, there, obviously there's still people out there that work uh, with film, but obviously, you know, digital took away with that. There's probably like less and less people that utilize a dark room these days. Oh yeah, it's definitely become more of like a like a very specific uh, yep. 
art, you know, type of photography. Absolutely. I do know people that like still work with just film. No, oh, not yeah. just film, but still be that they work with film. And it, it is, it's like, I mean, it's like, you know, uh, watching tapes instead of DVDs. There's, or listening there's certain, to vinyl, you know. Yeah, there's certain aesthetics that you that you enjoy about it. But yeah, like he's working, he's he's put, like developing the photos. Oh, that's that, right. That that's Duffy, right. That's right. Uh, took uh, the night of the break-in. Yeah, basically. He sees a picture of the baboon. Uh, yeah. That's right. Thank you. And as he's leaving, um, you know, there's a girl that's working in the office. She picks up the phone and tells him to get over to anthropology. And, be, you know, there's a dead campus officer just got murdered. Um, but uh, real quick, before Sam rolls up, we get another shot of Debbie. Um, she looks pretty fucking goddamn bad herself she almost looks like like one looks in a movie when they're possessed you know she kind of looks like regan um in the exorcist before she gets really really bad um but yeah long story short sam rolls up to the crime scene etheridge is there and etheridge finally agrees to speak with him so you know they presumably head back to his lab um we get another scene with Debbie um, looking at herself, looking at her neck. You know, her neck's looking real infected. Her hands uh, are Dude. pretty fucking gnarly and disgusting looking, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like whatever is happening to her is like, it's like, ha- like, it seems like it's happening almost faster than it happened with Duffy. Yeah. That's um, a good way to put it. But yeah then she kind of i don't you know maybe she's planning on going to the hospital too or something but she leaves her place and this is when you have just a a cringe-worthy series of events so you know she's walking you know like purposely looking like she's keeping to herself uh and up rolls the fucking goon squad yeah, she'll do, they say, when they see her. Oh, my God. Fuck. Dude. Fucking party meat. Uh, <laughs> and Terrible. so they literally, like, just all three of them grab her, bring her back to their car, like, force her into the back seat while she's like, no, I, no, no, no. I'm sick. And, yeah. Yeah. Then they, like, try to, f- like, like, shove beer down her throat, you know, and, like... Then and they they drive off with her like they just straight kidnap this fucking girl. Absolutely, absolutely, like, it's terrible. It's fucking crazy, and that's when you know you kind of cut from that and you follow up with Etheridge and uh, Nash again, mm-hmm. and this is where like Etheridge is kind of like explaining a bit of his experiment. Uh, oh, that's yeah. It's a, it's a synthetic protein. That's what the term that I was looking for <laughs> earlier was. The synthetic <laughs> protein. <laughs> Oh, dude, I wish I, I mean, if I had that same haircut as Dr. Etheridge, I feel like I'd probably be smarter, honestly. Uh, but the way, you know, he explains it, he he dumbs it down enough for Nash to understand. But he also, and this is the important thing, he lets Nash know that he's made an antigen from a sample of the monkey's blood. Mm-hmm. See, oh, yeah, because it could help he, his friend. He tries to tell Sam that it's not a disease, but that the monkey had an abnormal reaction. So it's funny that one second he's like, oh, you know, you don't have anything to worry about. It's not a disease or anything. And then the very next second he's like, but 
I have this antigen and we should probably find your friend as quick as humanly possible. <laughs> you know? Uh, uh, Sam yeah. even tries calling the police. Um, but Etheridge, you know, and it's the truth. He tells him, you know, I'm the only hope your friend has. So Sam um, hangs up the phone and that's when, you know, he shows Sam the antigen. So, mm. you know, maybe they can, uh, you know, be able to help. Maybe so we'll, help. See, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, yeah, then we unfortunately follow back up with the douche, the douche squad. Yeah, the uh, douche crew. They literally are dragging uh, Debbie up. No, Lauren. No. Debbie. God damn it, dude. They're literally dra- like dragging Debbie like up to their their dorm room or whatever the fuck. And like they throw her, they get there and they throw her on the bed. They all decide to, in their words, stick it to her at once. And somebody says, well, porcupine her or something like that. It was Terrible. like so fucking creepy. And oh, yeah. then they all yeah. proceed to strip down to their underwear, put on these weird series of masks. Somebody puts on like a like pantyhose over their head. Another person puts like yeah. a fucking catcher's mat, like, like mask on. And and then they flip the lights and a strobe light starts fucking going. And then they all start trying to like grope her and grab her and take her clothes off. And Terrible. this is when she Debbie fights back. So like Yeah, thank God. Like oh finally that sickness is paying off because she kicks one of them off of him and then she proceeds to fuck them up. <laughs> yeah. Like like just boom bap knocking them out knocking them down lovejoy is like the last one standing and deb like fucking like grabs him by the throat and like you know i don't know like chokes him out or whatever the fuck but he like screams and then he like she like you know th- basically throws him to the ground and you know bolts out of the fucking room yeah but, also of note she uh uh she bites brian on the lower oh, leg yeah she scratches Chaz across the chest and she bites um, Lovejoy on the wrist. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. thank God. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, we've, we've said it ad nauseum, but I hate, you know, scenes like that where it's like, you know what's implied. Um, but yeah, she just fought him off like a badass, you know, so. But there we, you know, it's, they've all been bitten or scratched, so we know what's to come with them. Um, um, and you know, the movie kind of goes slow at first, but here shortly when, um, the Halloween dance gets started, like things are like ramped up. You oh, know yeah, it I mean? starts we're, moving. We're not, we're not quite there yet, but we almost are, but we, <laughs> <laughs> Then we get another absolutely ridiculous scene where we see um, Professor Jenkins and Kimberly from earlier. Um, they apparently just got done eating some dinner. Eating some dinner. Um, Do you think they went to Perkins? Maybe. Perkins, I, a great place for the family and student teacher affairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Jenkins seems like a high class guy. Probably did go to Perkins. You're goddamn right. But um, <laughs> they wind up like driving into some secluded wooded area you mm-hmm. know next to campus while they're pulling up we also get a shot um 
of someone from someone from the waist down that seems to be walking through the same wooded area. Um, they stop the car. Jenkins mentions how, you know, despite Kimberly's tutoring, she's still behind the rest of the class. She tells him she needs a C to stay in school and asks what it will take to get one. Boy. And he replies with a lot of hard work. Oh, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> oh my God. Dude. And he like, he kind of like unbuttons part of her blouse and like cringe. Yeah. It's just so creepy. And he's like a fat balding, mm-hmm. like Starts and I, hate to throw, with her tits, yeah. I hate to throw mustaches under the yeah. bus. He makes, he's like the reason why people don't like mustaches. <laughs> uh, Anyway, so you yeah, know, he's yeah, creepy as creepy, fuck. He's, he's willing, he's willing to give her that C, if you know what I mean. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but like you said, there seemed to have been somebody lurking nearby. Yep, and I think it's like some noise or whatever. It drives Jenkins out of the vehicle. It's like has- I think the car shakes. Oh yeah, and and he starts like looking around, and at one point he yells oh, out to the my ether, God. "I know kung fu." <laughs> <laughs> I'm warning you, I know <laughs> kung fu. It's one of the best lines in the whole entire fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it, dude. I was like. Why? <laughs> So it's fun. happened in other movies too, and it's always so fucking it's funny. So fucking I'm warning funny. you, I'm a black belt. Yeah. <laughs> I know kung fu. <laughs> he even like, he even like puts his hands up and like, like a cliche like karate pose. <laughs> he like bows up with his hands like I'm gonna fucking chop anybody who comes at me. Like, it's incredible. Oh, it's so bad, dude. I loved it so much. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, his investigation doesn't seem to pan out anything, and so he turns around and goes back to the car. He gets in the car, and Stephanie he is like... Kimberly. Kimberly. <laughs> is there even anybody in this movie named Stephanie? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'm not going to look right now. Uh, Anyway, so Kimberly uh, seems to be unusually still. And she kind of, you know, I I, I can't remember if he like, you know, touches her or not. But she kind of like ends up slumping over and very noticed that she's fucking out. Um, And that's when Duffy, who is like full bore, like fucking zombified basically now, like uh, springs up from the back seat and just r- starts ripping into Jenkins and like fucking like fucks up his face and shit. Yeah. Like, Brutalizes was, him to death. Yeah. Yeah. It was, pre- it was pretty wild. I was like, whoa. If only that kung fu would have worked in the fucking car, man. For real. Too, it was too confined of a space. Yeah, no Jackie Chan, okay. But <laughs> if Duffy attacked Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan would take him out in like two seconds flat. Yeah. Yep. And then from there, so yeah. Also, and it's not really of note, I thought it was going to come into play, but um, Duffy's glasses get knocked off in the struggle, but it's not mm-hmm. really that important. Um, so next, the next, we get a couple like different scenes. Uh, we get some policemen that... Uh, have a search warrant to look uh they're looking for duffy at sam's place 
uh, he's not there. They they tell him that they think Duffy uh, uh, is responsible for the dead policeman. They ask what kind of dope he is on, um, which is such like a product of his time as well. Yeah. Like what kind of what's he, what's your you know what's your buddy on? Um, they give him a card to contact if he sees him. Uh, um, then we see Lauren who leaves the library. We sort of get a jump scare scene where she thinks she sees someone hearing her, but all it was was presumably somebody from the library giving her some items that she left. Um, Sam rolls up on his moped the third time, you know, perfect timing. Um, gives her a ride back to her place. Um, or And then, you know, she, she invites him in, but he has something he has to do. And this is when he... Uh, uh, we follow up with him in a minute, but real quick, we get a real quick scene too of Laura. I'm real surprised. This would, there's no nudity in the movie, but I thought it was going to happen here. You know, Lauren takes her clothes off, hops in the shower. Um, we get a POV shot of someone entering, and long story short, it's Debbie. Um, and, it was uh, it was surprising we didn't get any uh in anything i was just like jesus is this is this the point in the movie like yeah it was it, it was nice to actually go a movie without you know a some unnecessary fucking nudity or an unnecessary sex scene so yeah. it gets kudos for that um but yeah you know debbie basically tells lauren you know, I just got attacked. She looks even worse. Um, she asks Lauren to put her to bed, so she does. And then we follow up with... Uh, we're actually, we follow up with Duffy. We see Duffy sort of stumble his way back to his place. He enters, and as soon as he enters, who's in, who's in his place waiting for him? Oh, Sam's there, man. Sam finally catches him. Yep. And, uh, you know, clearly... Duffy is like he's fucked up. See, there's no denying oh, yeah. that. Um, you know, he kind of it's like a really tense kind of standoff with Sam, where you know Sam's sort of like trying to reason with whatever the fuck Duffy's becoming. You know, hey, yeah. we're still pals, man. Come on, like, you know, Duffy's like pushing him up against the wall and stuff. Like he like he's gonna fucking attack him. Also, this is the point in the movie, like particularly with the uh like the like the makeup job on duffy and the idea that they're like you know like i i think the tat like the blurb about the movie even calls it like a rage something virus or something like that like that's yeah. when i were this this like makeup and that like kind of planted in my head like this sort of does remind me of like to a very less small degree of 28 days later okay. you know like like some of the looks of like the the rage uh, zombies in that movie kind of reminded yeah. me of what duffy looks like in this scene yeah and, you know i doubt this influenced that whatsoever but i was just like oh interesting connect uh Absolutely. anyways so this really strange dynamic happens here where like i said sam's trying to reason with his friend and Duffy, like, you know, it, like, he's, like at some point, almost looks like he's trying to restrain himself from attacking Sam, totally. and hands him this handgun that he picked up off the officer he killed, mm -hmm. and like fucking old kill yeller, me, kill me, yeah, like, 
like Sam has to take Duffy out because Duffy's, you know, crazy. He's a zombie. And like he said, he's even begging for Sam to fucking kill him. It's like a wild scene, honestly. Kind of sad. It's kind of sad. Yeah, know? dude. You're like, oh, this is like your best homie. <laughs> like, we, you know, we, there's established that there's an antigen. Like maybe they can reverse this. Um, and you can tell that Sam didn't want to do it, but he really had no choice uh, because Duffy has another one of those like things on the side of his head pop. Mm. Um, and he lunges at Sam. And this is when Sam, you know, instinctively pulls the trigger. Um, so, yeah, Duffy's dead. Um, Sam, you can tell, you know, because as the scene ends, you hear Sam sort of whimper, Duffy, you know, like that'd be a fucking sad situation. Yeah, um, dude. We also see him, he, he, he uses a payphone to call Etheridge. Um, Etheridge wants to do an autopsy, but Sam tells him it's over. Um, and then we learn in the next scene that, uh, uh, and, and, and Sam admits it later that he ended up, uh, burning. Um, Duffy's house down to sort of a dispose of the body in a way that it couldn't be fiddled with or and B make it look like an accident yeah dude I, I wish they would have shown that action or something right you know? right but yeah it was sort of like whoa okay <laughs> like Sam went pretty far with that uh, but um yeah, then then it's uh I think you're you and you know, you follow Sam back up with uh at at the newspaper room. Yeah. And you know, like this is where he uh runs back into to uh fucking Lauren, I believe, right? And she kind of tells him about what's been going on with Debbie. Yeah. And so yeah. they get, they end up rushing back to the Debbie, you know, to to try and see Debbie back uh -huh, at their place. Uh -huh. And sh when they get there, the place is like fucking trashed and shit. Like uh, it's, you know, I mean, there's just kind of like something unsettling about them walking in there and like not knowing what, you know, where what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. What to expect. And then like, you know, you just know that like as a viewer, she's slowly turning into something that like Duffy just turned into and totally yeah also uh shout outs to lauren's room there's a timothy dalton james bond poster on the wall and, oh i didn't catch that yeah i was like whoa snap <laughs> i did uh, i did i did notice in the shower scene there's like a poster on the back of her wall where it was like a dog on a surfboard and it said uh spuds mckenzie hang 10 or something like that <laughs> i like vaguely remember that poster Oh um, it sort of reminds me of like the poster of the cat, you know, hanging there or whatever. Like yeah. those are like those cheesy posters of the time. Yeah, there's also at some point in this. But no, movie, I did not catch the James Bond. That's pretty cool. At some point in this movie, there's an avoid the Noid poster. Uh, the are you, do you remember? Oh, the, do you remember okay. the Noid? Absolutely. Yeah. Fuck absolutely. up your pizza pie, remember, man. Yeah, I remember having like a Noid, like uh, like a plastic noid like stretchy mini mini toy oh hell yeah they tried bringing that back like last year and i don't think it was as effective as they thought it was there's like a, i remember like a noid commercial or two last year oh wow i mean i'm down with the noid uh but okay so as they're like you know they, they've looked around the apartment they don't think they've seen anything and so they're kind of sitting there 
you know, trying to make their next move. And that's when out of, out of nowhere, Debbie pops up mm-hmm. and, you know, just starts fucking attacking him. Yeah. And, she's got blood pouring from her mouth. Like, yeah, she, she's officially gone, gone off the deep end there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so she starts attacking him. Uh, you know, it kind of leads to this, you know, Sam sort of like holding her at bay and Lauren, bashes her in the back of the head with a fucking nearby alarm clock or whatever and mm-hmm. you know kind of knocks uh, uh her unconscious or something at least like, yep and yep. um this leads them to kind of uh calling uh, you know dr etheridge over who ends up showing up at the apartment and he tries to sedate uh debbie and then they uh because he wants to take take her back to the lab or whatever, and you know, it, uh, yeah, they take her back to the lab. Like, yeah, yeah, basically, and, and he asks um, to be left alone with her. Yeah, Doctor Etheridge, what are you up to? Uh, so they do like they, you know, they lay her down on like a medical table, and I think she's kind of strapped down or something, you know. Um, but it's just like. I don't know. It's just not like she's just like the, again. The makeup job on on her is actually pretty cool. Absolutely, like I, I think it's really cool that they like the 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 sort of progressive nature of this, yeah, know, which I love. Yeah, virus or whatever that's happening, and they definitely reflect that with the sweet makeup job. Yeah. Um but then you kind of uh, you follow you just get the, like. like yeah. yeah, you get a real quick scene of them and they're like talking in his uh, apartment. Um, you know, he's angry about the situation. Um, then we get a super random scene where like that roommate that he mentioned that's never there oh. sort of like stumbles in with like a cigarette and then just like falls back on his bed and falls asleep. And then it cuts back to Etheridge. It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so random. Um yeah, Etheridge is like, uh, you know, making a note. He's like dictating notes on uh, about like what he's noticing happening to Debbie. He like it's kind of weird with it. At one point, he says like, like Debbie, I envy you. Uh, Your life like will that. really count for something. Yeah, that's why he said it. Uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, I don't know. Like you, you well, can tell that he's not like intending on her surviving any no, of this. You no, know? <laughs> not at all. He, yeah. he even goes to, so far as uh, Debbie, you're, you're, you're not of sound uh, mind. So I've made the decision for you, and you're like, oh shit, Jesus. Um, but we before we follow up with what he has in plan for her, you know, we cut back to the to the to the uh, the douche patrol um <laughs> they're starting to look worse for wear yeah. uh they have they have on matching um skeleton skin suits yeah. um which all oh, that did was it just reminded me of the karate kid hmm. it reminded me of the bullies in the first karate kid movie as like during like halloween or whatever they like they're all like the cobra kai kids are all wearing the like skeleton suits when they oh. jump daniel larusso Okay, it's been so long. <laughs> I was like, "Geez," but yeah, they they mentioned how they're not feeling well. 
um, Lovejoy enters, let's get trashed, and they high five. Um, and they like compare their wounds. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, like, yeah, not even worried about it. And, yeah. And they're just like showing off how gnarly they are and who. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. I was like, these guys. I hate but these yeah, guys. <laughs> I do too. And we'll we'll follow up we'll follow up again with them very, very quickly. Um but we go back to Etheridge again. Um and it, you know, he looks like he's about to administer um a shot of whatever he was gonna administer was going to be a shot that, you know, peacefully put her to sleep or killed mm. her. Um but she has different plans. That's yeah, that's putting it mildly for sure. Because <laughs> you know she basically like breaks from the restraints, and after a bit of a scuffle with the good doctor, she gets the upper hand and takes the syringe. And after oh. biting Etheridge's hand, like starts plunging it into his fucking face. Fuck yeah! And though we don't necessarily see any explicit eye trauma, it is in definitely like in like kind of indicated th- through some shots and stuff that like he's basically getting stabbed like in the eye general the general eye region. Yeah, uh, we, it looked and, like. And we do get like a an aftermath shot of his eye um, when you know afterwards. But yeah, you don't explicitly see it, but eye trauma is amazing. Um, so yeah, you know uh, that situation ended well. Um, we then, you know, it was mentioned earlier, but now we're starting to see, you know, it's, it's Halloween party time and, um, all these people are gathered for this Halloween dance and we see it more throughout the extent of the Halloween dance, but there are some very elaborate and expensive and creative looking costumes that I don't think would ever be at a college, you know. Yeah, like a random like college this. Halloween party. Yeah, there are but, they, there are actually some really I mean, there's one in particular that I you will will it gets featured later that yeah. I was like I was like, damn dude, they put some work into that. <laughs> yeah, one of the coolest ones was like this creepy looking mask and then it pops open and underneath the mask it's like a skeleton it's pretty cool um, i know dude i was like oh, i, I want to hang out with these people on halloween <laughs> yeah fucking damn straight um <laughs> so you know all these people are dressed up in costumes but sam and lauren are there and they're just in street clothes um they go to a phone to call Etheridge to see how debbie is doing um and when no one answers they decide to go check we also are back to the douche boys apartment. They're putting in their final preparations for the night. They put on their masks and real it's a hilarious scene. As they're leaving their apartment, I think it's Lovejoy. Like there's like a they're go, they're like going out their door to leave their their uh, place, but one of them walks up to a nearby door and like pushes it causing it to rip off the hinges. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and that that kind of goes further is like you know, they're like whenever they oh, yeah. end up going down to the get to their vehicle, they like tear the fuck up like this car parked next to them. Like one yeah. of the dudes just rips the car door straight off the fucking like you know the, the, the mop. It was just like I was like, oh my god, man. Uh, yeah, because because real quick we get a scene of Lauren and Sam going to the lab. Um, nothing really of note besides they see the aftermath. They notice Debbie's missing and that Etheridge is appears to be dead. Um, yeah. 
And the next thing we see of Debbie, uh, oh my God, dude. You know, you mentioned the scene where they destroy the car. They hop in their convertible to cruise to the party. Um, we see Debbie, and she's outside of the Halloween party, like in the parking lot. You, mm-hmm. you know, um, we see this guy. <laughs> we uh, see this guy. So good. He's dressed up like Baby Huey, essentially. You know, this chubby <laughs> guy and this gigantic, like, uh, you know, baby costume with the you know blue outfit bonnet. <laughs> um, he walks up to Debbie and is like, "Hey, great costume!" And she just fucking grabs him on the top of the head and scalps him, killing him. <laughs> Dude, it was wild and it was awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. I kept thinking, I was like, "This dude is in here for like just a brief moment, but he has probably one of the best deaths in the movie because yeah, that scalping sequence is fucking legit." Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was wild, dude. Yeah, um, I, I kept thinking for some reason during that scene, I don't know how familiar you familiar you are with The Office, but there's this like episode where the character Kevin Malone is like trying to get uh, Pam's. This this sounds so out of place. Uh, trying to get Pam's uh, breast milk to start coming out of her titties throughout this entire episode, and he makes this like high pitched like baby noise. He's like. Oh! <laughs> he does it like all throughout and that's why i just kept picturing with this guy i was like he, I, him and his baby outfit just <laughs> jesus but, christ anyway uh so, like so you know at the party uh don't um sam and uh lauren they have like an interaction with like an officer or whatever mm-hmm. um who's like they're clearly out looking for debbie now i think yep and uh, again, you see some cool like shots of like people in costume, but what uh, you know, you kind of follow up with one of the officers who ends up getting attacked by Debbie. Yeah, it's like we don't really know what part of the school he's in, um, but he's sort of looking around. He comes across her, and it's real quick. You don't really see too much, but it looks like she like lunges her hand into his like torso area. Yeah, um, and then furthermore from that. The skeleton, the skeleton, um, the skeleton boys arrive at the party, and this guy in a in a vampire costume, you know, very cliche, jump. I want to suck your blood or whatever he says, <laughs> and they respond by throwing throwing him against a tree, and one of them just like rips his throat out, killing him. Dude, it was so fast. It was like, <laughs> he was so fucking yeah. Out. So at this point in the movie, like I said, it really picks up from here because we have so many things going on. We have Sam and Lauren who are at this gigantic fucking college bash looking for their infected friend who was there and who was at this point killing people. We yeah. also have the three skeleton boys who were there and were already aggressive and super douchey but are now infected and also going around brutally killing people. So it's just like, you know that this is a recipe for disaster yeah also i think it's really funny to point out that this is yet again another movie that we've watched where there's a rocking fucking band yeah. playing like for like uh, uh you know playing to, to a party like it's just it seems to pop up in more movies than i would have assumed but you get some really uh cool costume shots in this scene one totally. of my favorites was the dude who has like a saw in his head and every now and then the saw moves back and forth like it's like yeah. cutting deeper or whatever i was like jesus dude i was like what what is that that's awesome yeah, there's there like some a, great ones yeah uh 
There's like a, the one one person who has like it looks like they're standing on their hands. Yeah. Uh, yep. I don't know. It was just I was it was cool. But yeah, like basically the bone brigade br- the bone brigade is like wandering through the crowd while uh, Sam Sam and Lauren are also doing that and um they they basically like end up kind of like having just like a handful of kills in this scene. Totally. Which is Sam and Lauren split up, but like you said, you know, the skeleton men also split up and sort of go to cause mayhem. Um, Yeah. There's a couple of wild shots from like some of the shit that they do. Like, yeah. Didn't like at one point in this scene, one of them like pulls off somebody's like fucking skin on their hand or some shit like that. Yep. Yep. First they, uh, first one of them, um, there's like a, weird costume where this guy has like a creepy mask on I, I don't know how to explain it but he has a part of his costume is he has a noose around his neck mm, yeah one of the skeleton guys comes over grabs the other part of the rope flings it over a basketball hoop presses the button causing it to rise hanging the person mid party you know uh, all this is going on then yeah someone's uh uh just guys dressed up like a like in a millet probably one of the most like least uh creative costumes it's just like a guy in like a military fatigues with some paint on his face um he gets his hand like the f- flesh ripped off his hand um lauren sees that which uh leads her to running off to a different part of the school um and then we get one of the best kills in the whole entire movie yeah dude i loved it uh so um i think the skeleton that kill like that kills him is Lovejoy, and what like what not that i mean it doesn't really matter right now but like but basically it's like the costume's wild like it's this yeah. like this person's wearing like a big mask this like head that has like three different faces at least and they have like these hoses coming out of the like or like a faucet yep. basically like coming faucet. out of the, like uh, as the nose and yeah. the skeleton lovejoy guy he like he throws this person up against a wall and then just starts like fucking squeezing and like until like blood just starts flowing out of the 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 faucet and like all over the skeleton mask that he's wearing and it's just a really cool death and like because it, 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 it starts coming out of like oh i think the other faucets at some point yes. too and it's just like oh yes. my god dude it was incredible yeah. yeah it was a really cool payoff for that creative mask absolutely i was not expecting that no um so yeah that happens um um, the next thing of note is that um, Lauren's running through the halls. One of the skeleton men is chasing her. She like is backing up away from him and Debbie busts through this set of double doors. So Debbie, you know, uh, raged Debbie and raged skeleton man get into a fight, get into a brawl, which leads Lauren to running out. But the next well, and scene De- is amazing. And- and Debbie even like yells like like she's like got that like kind of Duffy like restraint in this moment where she yells at Lauren. She goes, Rawr! and then like they, right. they, and then they like battle each other. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of wild. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, like yeah. she's kind of sentient. Uh, but then yeah, we get another great fucking sequence. Um, you know, because um, Sam's still like in the crowd of people, and out of nowhere, uh, one of the skeleton guys walks up to him, unmasks, and we see it's Brian. Um, he goes, hi, puke. 
he chases Sam to behind the stage. Sam sort of falls into like a, um, one of those devices that pitchers use. Um, you can like throw a ball against it and it'll like lightly bounce back. Um, he, he knocks into that falling over. Um, but as he falls to the ground and Brian is approaching him, he reaches behind him, grabs a fucking mic stand, you know, uses it as a weapon to impale Brian through the mouth and out the back of his head, killing him. It was incredible. Yeah, it was another good fucking kill. It was like, oh, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, um, Sam gets that like, continues to bolt because I think the another one of the the skeleton crew uh, yeah. sees this and starts chasing him further. And yep. That's when you lead to another oh solid God. kill. So, so this is, this I, I is mean, amazing. I remember like crawling around underneath bleachers and shit like that back in the day, uh, and that's basically where like like Sam lures the skeleton guy underneath the bleachers, and then as the as. Uh, you know the he's underneath the bleachers uh sam's like able to get away and press the automatic like um uh, what am i trying to say the automatic like uh retract retract or yeah like bleacher retraction thing and like it slowly starts crushing the skeleton boy up against the wall and then you have this shot where like his head's getting smashed and like all of a sudden like it's like basically like all of a sudden pops and like blood just starts bursting oh, out man. of the eyes and stuff like that. it was so fucking cool oh yeah it's like i can only think of two movies that utilize that the other one um is one of my favorite 90s uh horror mm-hmm. movies the faculty you know yeah. there's the climactic scene with the fucking gigantic you know otherworldly creature that very similar gets crushed by a set of retracting um you know bleachers before uh elijah uh, uh elijah's woods character you know deals the death blow but yeah it was incredible so it's like back to back to back we get some amazing death sequences um so at this point you know we're down to one skeleton guy um and we don't really we don't see who it is quite yet but we're led to believe that it you know it has to be lovejoy you know he's the oh, he's the uh, ringleader um and you know last thing we saw was lauren running off um after debbie and the one of the skeleton guys got into an altercation so um we, we follow up with Lauren now. She's in some sort of storage room that contains, you know, like baseball uniforms and balls. Um, the skeleton man enters. She is able to fend him off by hitting him in the face with something. She runs into another room. And in this room, she once again, like, gets the upper hand by squirting some type of green liquid into his eyes. Um, but then she does something real stupid by going into a nearby locker room and hiding in a locker. Mm. Yeah. The idea I think in these situations isn't to necessarily find a place to hide. It's to find a place to keep fucking moving. I think, you know? Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So zombie Lovejoy fairly quickly discovers where she's at. Uh, and again, his makeup jobs looking fucking gnarly by the way. Uh, and, so he kind of discovers the locker that she's in. She, I think he like rips the fucking locker door off the fucking locker, you know, oh, shares... real, real quick too. Be, sorry to interrupt, but there's also a quick scene 
um, in the middle of this where we see Sam come across uh, Debbie's ravaged and dead body. So oh, yeah, yeah, she looks fucked up. But yeah, continue with what you were saying. But yeah, so uh, Lovejoy, like he like rips open the locker and because he's unmasked at this point i forgot to say that too he yeah you know at some point he takes off that skeleton mask yep uh and he's basically got like got her pinned down and he's like attacking her <laughs> oh my gosh and then in one i mean you said at the beginning of the podcast captain save a hoe here he just you know Literally. fucking nash just out of nowhere like runs into the locker sees the situation grabs a nearby emergency axe and in one fell fucking swoop like paul fucking bunyan cutting down a goddamn tree <laughs> he fucking runs up and just thwack takes lovejoy's head clean off yeah Oh, I love to do. I love a good decapitation. Oh in a movie. yeah, and this yeah. Uh, this was just Fuck cherry. Yeah. I was just like, yes, it really was the cherry on top of an excellent set of sequences. A hundred percent, absolutely, yes. man. It was great. Uh, so you know, boom, Lovejoy's dead. That's the last of the three skeleton boys. Uh, you kind of, you know, followed this whole wild scene up with. Uh, you know, emergency vehicles at the scene oh, yeah. of the crime, all that good stuff. Classic. And, um, you know, even further, uh, Lauren is like then seen in her apartment packing up. Nash is, you know, there. They basically, you know, you basically wrap up the movie with those two hopping in a vehicle and driving yeah. off to the next thing you know yeah yeah it's not it's not like discussed if they're like dropping out of school or if they're going to a different school or what they're doing we just see them packing up and leaving yeah, yeah. so oh although right, I've, rightfully I, so i i absolutely forgot that motherfucking dr etheridge shows up yeah. one more time yeah and... it's a great like last like you know yeah, jump dude. scare sort of didn't see this coming type of moment right as lauren's about to leave the apartment the hand pops out of the side of the screen and grabs at her that's like i said you, you know it's dr etheridge is zombified and he's on the attack and yes. steve comes or sam comes running back in you know has a quick little tussle with them somehow manages to like get the doctor to run at him and he flips him over the side of this fucking stairwell where he falls down into the courtyard of the apartment building. And this actually was probably one of the best shots in the movie. Where oh, yeah. You see, you know, Dr. Etheridge's fucking head and there and he's landed like on a sprinkler and it's like spitting water out of his fucking face. Basically, it was pretty fucking creative. It yeah. was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I like just love that. You know, you you're you just totally forgot about Etheridge, you know, and he it pops up for one last good scare, you know. Sam's able to for the like the fourth or fifth time, you know, come in and save Lauren from catastrophe. Yeah. Like if if anyone's earned, you know, some good a good sex session, he he's earned that. Um yeah, then the movie the the movie ends with them hopping into a uh, red Chrysler LeBaron, and <laughs> the music from the beginning and the music the same music that was played at the beginning and the same music that was played at the party scene cues up again. <laughs> you know, and there we go. They ride off into the sunset. 
dude it's so it's so ridiculous uh yeah i mean honestly like for not being what i what i thought it was gonna be there still was quite a few like fucking cool shots in this movie and like oh, random yeah. things that made me enjoy this movie a lot more than i i like assumed i would yeah yeah absolutely um no it's a fun movie yeah and like you know just some like interesting random characters like you know obviously the three characters that like they really they really do a good job of making them people you can just fucking hate right away the bone oh yeah you know the goon squad which we've Uh, talked about is like the best you know exactly you're just you're just rooting for them to fucking die in creative ways the entire oh and they do too they die in grand fashion so oh yeah dude yeah there's Uh, some great you know there's a there's quite a few deaths um some of the first ones are you know substandard but they really pick up at the end of that whole like all the deaths at the party sequence are super creative the spout is memorable Mm -hmm. i don't think i've really you know there's we've seen a lot of like head crush kills um but not to the like creativity scale of that with the costume added in so yeah it was it was you know a solid ride um uh you know like uh what would you rate this movie overall for yourself oh man it it was it was a lot of fun um you know honestly just from the enjoyment of it alone and some of the kills i'd probably give it like an eight like a solid like eight um eight uh fresh party meat out of ten (laughs) (laughs) dude i mean that's funny like i mean we're right on sync with that i was i was thinking like you know i enjoyed it a lot there's some great kills i loved a lot of the makeup uh that we saw in this movie yeah um giving it an eight eight out of ten i know kung fu's in the forest (laughs) 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 <laughs> I'm warning you. I know. <laughs> Incredible. Oh god. Oh, fuck. I loved it. Uh yeah, so, you know, 1988's Primal Rage definitely worth checking out if you're just looking for something entertaining to throw on. I I would say can't yeah, hurt it, can't hurt you. I don't think it's probably a movie that a lot of people have seen, so yeah, uh, you're going to like it. Yeah. And uh, just on like a, you know, just on a final thoughts kind of kind of thing on this, uh, you know, this episode, episode 85 here uh, in the pursuit of those Perkins bucks. I just want to remind everybody that at some locations, including the one in Eldensburg, they are celebrating a strawberry festival where you can get a variety of strawberry themed uh, uh, menu items, including the strawberry croissant French toast platter. The Ooh. fresh strawberry Belgian waffle platter. Ooh. Uh, you could also get something. Uh, you can get the the fresh strawberry buttermilk pancakes or probably some up. I would go for fresh strawberry crepes platter. So you can oh. get yourself some Perkins wow. crepes and, you know. Quite the variety. Yeah. They also have a couple of lunch items, but those just seem to be salads. Okay. <laughs> salads with strawberry. Strawberries in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hmm. So you know, celebrate... strawberry freshable is that what yeah, you said? Exactly. Ah. Celebrate the strawberry freshable with uh, your favorite Perkins employees. 
Yeah, go see your favorite server. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good to know. Go see yeah, your favorite server. <laughs> uh, I know they just wrapped up. It's <laughs> really just the employees I go there for. Go see a <laughs> I'm like tearing up because I'm laughing yeah, too, too hard about that. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell, man. Uh, Woo. Uh, Perkins. Perkins. Uh, <laughs> it's a place uh, to eat. It's yeah. A... <laughs> yeah, I know they just wrapped up their uh, Mother's Day special, so it's good to see them segue into their next, you know, special uh, event, essentially. So good oh, to yeah. know. Yeah, much like uh, Perkins' uh, special menu items and uh, seasonal offerings, uh, these episodes also will keep coming out, uh, just right. like they keep unrolling those specials uh, for for you, dear hot dog listeners, or corn dogs, yeah. or you know. Do you ever think that Perkins, if we ever partnered up more with Perkins, we'll say, since you know they've obviously been uh, entertaining us. Uh, currently they're 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 kind of branding co-branding with us now uh perkins um do you think we could ever convince them to put a, a corn dog platter on the menu oh yeah the whack arnold's brothers corn dog or the uh old heart radio corn dog platter yeah yeah it's a good idea <laughs> they could do perkins. the whack arnold's brothers breakfast you know yeah so. dude yeah the the breakfast sampler platter that's what they need to do for the whack arnold's brothers what would a breakfast sampler platter even be muzzy, <laughs> muzzy sticks obviously but <laughs> yeah any time of day uh, uh i don't know I don't... that's a good some sausage links you know some hash browns yeah. with some sausage gravy on it there you go there you go yeah, yeah you think... muzzy sticks any type of day yeah I want to go to I want to go to Perkins at, at like seven thirty in the morning and order a black coffee and a and a plate of muzzy sticks. Do yeah. it, yeah. Do it. Your favorite server will be there. To <laughs> yeah, go. <laughs> no, go see your favorite server. <laughs> go see your favorite server and get some gherkins on your fucking salad. Yes, That's Perkins. Yes. Okay. Oh my god. All right. All right. You listeners out there, like we said, watch some Primal Rage if you want, but most importantly, keep on listening to the fucking Whack Arnold's brothers cuz we're we're going to be approaching before you know it. We're going to have 15 episodes and we're going to be, you know, 100 episodes old. So, damn. Oh, yeah. We got this. All right. Well, any final thoughts? Mm, just watch horror. That's all I got. Just fucking watch it. Just do it. All right. Well, we'll see you on the next one then, folks. Yes, we will. <laughs>